0: Hi there and welcome to Dr. Tammy Talks. I'm your host, Dr. Tammy Berry. I'm a master mindset and life coach on a mission to help you go from burnout to all out. In this podcast, I talk about how you can use your mind to create the success your heart desires without burning out along the way. Listen on to find out how. Hello, welcome to another episode of Dr. Tammy Talks. I'm so happy you're here. I so appreciate you. Every time you tune in, every time you listen to me, I am just so appreciative of you. I wanted to start by saying that I really do this for you to know that I help you, to know that this helps change your life. Those messages never get old by the way. So continue sending them to me. Continue sharing with me how this work impacts your life because truly it touches my heart. It inspires me and it is so important to me that I hear from you. So if you've already messaged me, thank you. If you've already shared your experience with me, thank you. And if you've shared my podcast or my website or my programs or anything that I offer with other people, can I just say, thank you. I so appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Today, I wanted us to talk about the mindset model, which is something I've talked about in previous episodes um, in a less expanded form. You might recall episode 23 was Tea Time with Dr. Tammy. And in that episode, I talked a lot about how our thoughts, our emotions together drive our actions. And I wanted us to take that that conversation a little bit further today and, and really tease out the whole mindset model because that's one piece of it. That's really the meat of it. But if we don't sort of sandwich it in its larger context, which is the entire mindset model, if you were to put lines on your paper and you were to start with a C line, which is the circumstance, right? Circumstances are neutral, they're facts. They are minus any opinion and any judgment that we have about them. So you have your C line, we have circumstances in our lives. The next line below that is the T line, which is our thought line. And this thought line is our thoughts about the circumstance. Now, it's interesting because the next line on your piece of paper then would be the E line, which is your emotions. What do you feel as a result of this thought? And these carry energy right? Our emotions are simply biochemical byproducts of our thoughts. It's like thoughts are the language of the mind and emotions are the language of the body, but they're communicating one thing and that is the direction of the mind. And so we want to be seriously curious about the nature of the mind. And that's why I use the mindset model. Really, we're here to gain awareness and understanding of our thoughts and our emotions because this is our state of being. This is the state of mind. This is our mindset. And then what comes next on your model is the A line, which is the action line. And it's important to recognize that the action line could be an action, a reaction, or inaction. It's any behavior that results from the combination of this thought and this emotion. Those two things are fueling or driving the action. And then the next line is the R line, which is the result. What is the outcome of this action? And it's very interesting because this R line, whatever this result is, it proves the original thought. This is so interesting. This is why this is such a powerful tool of awareness because it shows us directly how our thoughts create the results of our lives. And I haven't found another tool that's more powerful than this one in gaining awareness of our mindset, of expanding our consciousness, of developing agency over our options and our choices and for the process of self-directedness. Because we get to use this model then intentionally. There are two ways to use the mindset model. One is to use it to examine unintentional thoughts, emotions, actions, and results in our lives. This is that window into awareness. I'm going to tell you right now that we're going to match that with so much compassion. We're going to match that with so much fierce kindness and love and friendship and advocacy. It's the only way this is going to work, my friends. Otherwise, this tool can become a weapon. Truly, if you are critical of yourself, if you are not friends with yourself, if you're in the habit of abusing yourself, you have no business using this model because you will use it against you. And this is not its purpose ever. So it's so important that as we engage in this work, we first make sure that we are in a compassionate relationship with ourselves. We are coming from a seat of friendship. We are coming from a seat of fierce curiosity and kindness. And then we engage with this work. So one way to use the model is there's the unintentional model, which is to gain awareness. Now, if we want to gain agency and we want to gain choice and we want to create new results in our life, now we get to develop an intentional model where we can work with any aspect of this and create new thoughts, new emotions that then create new actions, that then create new results in our lives. And this is where it gets really exciting. But I have found that if we don't do a little bit of this unintentional model work, which really does need to be done on paper, I give my clients worksheets to capture this, to really be able to see this in action because, The ability to see this is really important. And the mind is a little tricky, right? If you try to do mindset work in your own mind, it is elusive because it's within your own mind. And it's like, as soon as you start identifying thoughts and emotions, it's as if your mind will say, Oh, no, 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 no. Like, you know, kind of narrate or expound or fall into confusion, or is that really the thought? Is this, is this really the emotion that I'm feeling in my body? It will start to divert your attention from the task, and it will start sort of doubling back on itself. So we want to get this on paper. We want to see it really clearly not as an exercise for self-flagellation or self-abuse, but as an exercise of self-awareness, of expanding our consciousness and going, oh, isn't that so interesting? Oh, wow. Like that thought was so automatic. And this is the thing about our thoughts. They're happening automatically. And with the mindset model, we get to bring conscious awareness to an entire unconscious process. This is liberation. This moment of awareness is the moment of liberation. I want you to recognize it for that. Because as soon as you see this unconscious pattern with your conscious awareness and mind, it will stop owning you. You have the potential for choice in that moment of awareness. And we want to celebrate that as painful as it is to see. There's a part of the ego. There's a part of the mind that doesn't want you to see this stuff. That takes it as a personal affront that we've somehow, quote unquote, been wrong. I am starting to realize there is no such thing. There is like these ideas of right and wrong, good and bad. These are manufactured We want to be interested in capital T truth, the truth of who we are and the truth of who we want to be and nothing else matters except for compassion and love and forgiveness and acceptance and growth and learning, right? We're staying teachable. We're staying willing to learn. We're staying willing to change. And we're doing it with so much kindness and respect, okay? So many of these patterns are automatic. They're happening in the unconscious. And there's several reasons for why this happens. And they're sort of predetermined in many instances. And this is sort of what makes them tricky to just shift on demand. And this is why we need repetition. This is also why we need nervous system training with this process, because I'm going to tell you where these automatic thoughts become predetermined or preconditioned, right? Sometimes it's just the way your nervous system has been wired as a result of trauma, chronic stress, or different life experiences. Sometimes these automatic thoughts are predetermined by your DNA, right? You're carrying it, it's in your biology, it's in your ancestral lineage, which now we know dates back six generations. If you think back even three generations to the trauma, to the stress that that generation endured. And then you go back another three generations, the hardship, the strife, the the drive for survival. These are the things that in many instances are driving some of our automatic thoughts. And I feel like when we have this window of context, we're like, oh my gosh, of course I have compassion for this. I'm at the leading edge of liberation for an entire lineage, for my ancestors. We have to have compassion for this. And so many of our automatic thoughts are actually byproducts of our familial conditioning. We have to have compassion for this, don't we? And so many of those automatic thoughts have been conditioned into us by the social, cultural, or historical influences and forces that we've experienced in our lifetimes. And some of these automatic thoughts have been predetermined or preconditioned by our own self-concept, who you think of yourself as being, which is one of the big things I talk about, your self-concept, we want to expand that. There is an episode on that. Uh, I believe it's titled self-conception, but how it is our self-concept actually conceives who we are in our lives. And the bigger our self-concept, the healthier, the stronger our self-concept. I want you to go big. I want you to go celestial. I want you to go quantum. I want you to go as big as you can get it. I want you to go extension of God incarnated. I want you to get as big as you possibly can because the bigger your self-conception, the more you're going to be able to transform some of these thoughts. So we do it all together, right? We're we're working on all of these things together. You can gain agency over your thoughts when you recognize the biological and social contexts that have predetermined a lot of our thoughts and wired them to be automatically expressed. And this allows us to stop being surprised or shocked or devastated when they keep happening. We have to bring a ridiculous amount of curiosity and compassion because we are both at the effect of these influences and we are always able to consciously engage with and exercise the power to transform them. And that is why we use the mindset model. And this is why we use the unintentional model to examine where are these automatic thoughts arising? We're gaining awareness. We want to do this. It also helps us realize how important our thoughts are in creating not just our emotions and not just for driving our actions, but in creating the results of our lives. Because once you make this connection, you're invested in doing intentional models and working in a way that we reverse engineer this where you can say, okay, this is the result I'm looking for. How do I work backwards? How do I make this happen? What thoughts would I want to think? What emotions would I want to engage in? And once you know what emotions you want or what thoughts you want, you can start recognizing whether or not those thoughts are believable whether or not those emotions are within reach. And then we start sort of bridging or, or climbing the ladder, so to speak, to our way to get to the ones that are believable and within reach. So we look at things like emotional scales. I am not gonna be able to go from chronically depressed to enthusiastic. This is not a realistic reach, right? Right? I'm gonna have to climb the emotional ladder. I'm gonna have to find thoughts that match with that climb up the emotional ladder. Right. And so that content, that's really valuable content and valuable information that I share with my clients. But you could you could imagine doing that work on your own. And I know that this, this podcast episode alone will just illuminate so much for you because just with this awareness piece alone matched with compassion, you're already on the way to liberation and change. Whether you decide to do this work intentionally or not, this work alone will radically shift the trajectory of your life. Imagine your life is a ship. You are the captain of this ship. And you know how it is out at sea. You get off by one degree and you stay that way for the duration of a day, a week. A month, a year, before long, that one degree difference has become the difference between continents, right? So do not underestimate a one degree shift in your consciousness across your lifetime. Do not underestimate a one degree shift in your mindset across your lifetime because our minds are so powerful. Because they guide all of our actions, all of our behaviors, all of our results of our lives, they shape the way we think, the way we perceive the world is all shaped by the mind. Nothing is as it is. And it all is truly a reflection of who we are in that moment. And we can change. I want that to sink in. I want you to really let that land you have the power to do this work. Yes, you've been conditioned. Yes, you've been programmed. Yes, there's been childhood influences. Yes, we've lived in a society and a culture that has been suppressive, oppressive, patriarchal, consumeristic, corporate, industrial, complex consumerism on steroids, toxic, the healthcare system collapsing, becoming corporatized. Nothing is what it used to be. And we've never been more powerful and we've never had greater agency and there's never been a greater moment for conscious revolution than is taking place right now. I truly believe this is why there's an epidemic of burnout. This is the great awakening. We have been deluded. We have been in the illusion and we are waking up. Waking up is painful, but staying asleep is more painful. Staying numb is more painful. This is how we learn to use our emotions as intelligent feedback. We start to work with our nervous system as a form of intelligence, with our mind and our brain as an exquisite form of intelligence. And we use this to direct in a specific way as tools for our own liberation, our own realization, our own becoming. I think this is the most exciting work of our lives. I am so happy you are here. I want to hear how you're going to apply the mindset model to your own life. I want you to try doing this on paper. I want you to get it down. I want you to look at an unintentional model of yours and gain some awareness. And like I said, you've got to do this with so much compassion and kindness and love And get yourself into that space, whether it's a meditation or a breathing practice or just setting an intention, like I'm going to try to do this with as much love and compassion and grace as I can possibly have for myself. Maybe you're going to listen to this episode again, and you're going to realize, oh my gosh, that these automatic thoughts have been conditioned into you. They're not even choices. And then you're going to blame yourself for the results they create in your life when they've been conditioned into you? Does that even seem fair? (laughs) Like, no, that doesn't even sound fair. So stop it. Be so kind. This is you learning and relearning a whole new way to think. You're learning how to think. You're learning how to use your mind as this incredible tool. Nobody taught you how to do this. That's not your fault. We're learning. I am still learning this stuff. I still do mindset models on a regular basis. I did two of them today already because I am so interested in discovering my unconscious thoughts that limit my ability to be truly healthy, truly happy, magnificently successful in this life. I want to play. I want to dance. I want to see how far we can take it. I want to see what's possible. And I know you want that too. That's why you're here. you're my people. All right. I think that's enough from me. I think before I sign off, I want to say that some of the biggest problems that people have when they work with the mindset model is that we believe we are our thoughts. We believe our thoughts and we take them as truth. And we think that this is who we are. And that if we're thinking stressful thoughts about ourselves, we just start believing that we're terrible people. And the truth is, those are just thoughts. That's not who you really are. They're just thoughts that we are thinking unconsciously, but we can decide to think something else on purpose at any time. That is so exciting. And I also want to comment on our willingness to feel any emotion because I think This is where so many of us that are burning out actually struggle because we've never been taught how to have an emotion. And so we actually stay busy doing because emotions haven't been allowed. And we've been conditioned that way to not allow emotions. And when you decide you give yourself like this permission slip, like I am willing to feel any emotion when you have this willingness, you don't have to react. It's when we resist or avoid emotion that it causes us to react. And when we react to ourselves or avoid ourselves, that's when we default to automatic or compulsive behaviors. And that's when we start acting in ways that we don't want to act. So we want to notice stressful emotions and get curious about stressful thoughts. What am I feeling? What am I thinking? And we capture this on paper. What action results from this? And what results come from that action or reaction or inaction? We want to see this. We want to see this. This is awareness. This is our ability to be with stressful or difficult thoughts and emotions with compassion, without needing to react to them. We train ourselves for this equanimity, for this ability to see. And I think once we start understanding where all of these automatic thoughts come from, we can just naturally have so much more understanding and compassion. And that brings us in such deeper connection with our own humanity. And when we start realizing we aren't our thoughts, we start exploring how big and magnificent our consciousness and who we are really is. There is an infinite part of us, there is a part of us that is so much bigger than any circumstance, any thought, any emotion. There's a part of us that's so big that it's just witnessing all of this. And when we're in union with that wise, intelligent, loving witness, we are expanding and evolving without even trying, right? So when you play with the mindset model, it's working on so many levels. And as you play with this more and more, Eventually, you don't have to be doing it on paper anymore. Eventually, the model starts working you. And as soon as you have a reaction, as soon as you have an emotion come up that feels stressful or distressing or uncomfortable, you're going to go, oh, that's so interesting. What am I thinking? And you're going to be able to spot it and see it for what it is and have so much compassion. You're going to be able to take a deep breath. You're going to be able to get coherent and you're going to be able to redirect. Towards what it is you want, what thought do I want to think? How do I want to feel? How do I want to show up? Not as a way of resisting or avoiding what is, as a way of working with it as intelligent feedback that guides and directs you for what you want next. This is sophisticated stuff, but it is simple. Don't make it harder than it is, my friends. Make it simple. Make it easy. Get it on paper. Just develop a little awareness. Just breathe with whatever's going on. Be with whatever is going on. And then you can start playing. Once you start realizing that your thoughts are powerful and you realize how powerful they are, you get to start working with self-directed neuroplasticity where you start choosing new ones. Very exciting stuff. All right, my friend. I'm so happy you were here. I'm sending you so much love. You've got so much power in that magnificent brain of yours. Let's put it to work. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Dr. Tammy Talks. If you're ready to go from burnout to all out, then you're invited to join the SMART program. It's the place to be if you want to create massive success without sacrificing your health or sabotaging your happiness along the way.